no, no, no. You can't, you can't recognize me as pain, man. It has to be the one and only Itachi Uchiha. <laughs> of course. Yeah, this ring light is crazy. I'm making it brighter and brighter. It's like... Yo, I'm, I'm, literally, I'm literally looking at it at your like, glasses. Like I can see like a pattern of ring lights of reflecting one oh, another. Oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's cool. <laughs> what's up, man? Yo, what's going on, brother? How's it going, man? What's good? Oh, chilling, man. I'm here at my mom's place, you know, vibing, eating all the good food. <laughs> That's what's up, bro. Is that the is mango that... con salami? <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. My yeah, so what's, that? The... what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? That's that. Uh, con salami. <laughs> no, no, mango. That's like plantains. It's like smashed. It's like mashed, basically, plantains. Mango. Oh, dude, you know, in Puerto Rico, we got a different name for that. You know what it is? What? Mofongo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, mofongo, doesn't it have like chicharron and have, like all these different things in it? Uh, Yeah, dep- depends on what, which one you're making, because you can actually make uh, it plain without all the meat stuff. And yeah. then you can actually do it with that to add flavor to it. Ah, uh, OK. Yeah, I know the mofongo. Yeah, yeah no, um. My girl loves the mofongo because she's all vegan. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. So she, she cannot has, like, the vegetables. Yeah, so that the mofongo we can make it like plain, plain with no, with no uh, meats ingredients on it, nothing and that, and she loves it, man. She eats it like that's amazing. Yeah, that's funny because my girlfriend's be, uh, vegetarian too. Oh really? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Look at that, man. We got we got <laughs> similar girls, bro. What's up? What's up? That's what's going on, man. Good taste. We got a good taste, man. Hey. Yeah. Did you update the room? What's up? You got the new, got some new pictures up there. Oh, like oh! You haven't seen my room since last time you've been here. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, all right. So, I don't know which side you're looking. At. Okay. So this one. All right. So That's you got a, Sora with the little soundproof panels that barely does anything. Oh fam- yeah, yeah, yeah. That one I saw. Yep, I remember that one. All right. That you got crazy. you got Sephiroth, uh, the Freedom Sephiroth. Strike oh, yeah. Gundam. On the bottom, you got a a nice little going artwork with a couple of panels. And let me see. All right. Oh, there it goes. And then you got your action figures right there. Yeah, you. you I've, I don't think you've seen that one because that came last year. Oh, sick. What are those? Do you have any One Piece over there? You know, <laughs> it's funny you say that because I don't have One Piece. I do have Naruto, uh, Fairy Tale, Dragon nice. Ball Z, Final Fantasy, Devil May Cry. A whole lot of shelves of Gundams. Oh yeah, I remember those. Those are those are crazy. Yeah, I got those like a shitload of. You know what? Hold on, I got I got I got <laughs> one that I can show you here. Yeah, that one's crazy. I remember you had this. It was like a black one that was like super like it was like insane. Uh, it was like black and gray. I think it was. I think it's I this one it's right here. Death Scythe Hell. This is from the that Gundam Wing sick. series. No, I got I got. I got too many Gundams, man. I, I got, <laughs> at least I got like, I'll, if I could have to imagine, I think like over a hundred Gundams I have. <laughs> Between action figures and and built-in ones, you know? You snap. You just snapping on <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I got the whole set right here to do snaps. <laughs> and I don't I don't call it that because that's too much headache for me. I just, yeah. you know, snap it and pop, you know? That's it. <laughs> I, and I had All to right. buy the little, little, model kit mm-hmm. to actually like because there are times in which when you cut the pieces uh yeah. they left like that that plastic outside that you know like 
it looks ugly itself. So you got to cut it. So you there's a scissor that will yeah. cut all the stuff. So that way it looks lean and looks fresh. There's um the nail. What do you call the the nail? El cepillo de... Like a, de, de, like de a brush? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like a, oh, like a file. Like a file. Yeah, that yeah. that that to, to solder the plastic so that way it goes smooth. So that way there's not any little bumps or yeah. scratches like that. You know, so stuff like, like that. Stand it up. Yeah, yeah, basically. So I do that stuff once in a while. Bro, in that closet, I still got like 20 Gundams that I haven't built that I need to build. Dang, and those are like... Those are tough. Yeah, those, those that's like super tedious. Oh, bro, the <laughs> level of patience you need to have on these is next level, bro. That's crazy. Maybe I should get a couple of those just to just to like have some. It's like a, it's almost like Legos in a way, but just like crazier. Probably more, just more tedious. It, yeah, I, I mean that's the best way I can compare it. You know, it's just Legos. Only difference is is that Legos, it's easy to just like click. That's it. Yeah, click, you just that's click it. Them on, yeah. This one's is more. Follow the instructions very carefully and look for where this can click to this. And don't put a lot of force on it because sometimes if yeah. you do it, it might break. Break, yeah. Yeah, no, that's... I got like, like so. 20 of those ready, but I haven't built it because... Oh, you haven't seen my desk as well. You know, my desk is actually pretty big now. It's a brand new... It's like one of those round ones that go like around the... That's like a curve. Uh, like the ones you see in the studios, you know, that has like little shelves right. in it that you can actually put like compressors in these shelves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically that's how that's one right. of these wooden desks, you know, like mm-hmm. and I got I got it for less. I got it for 150 and the guy who had it had it. He said he bought it for five years and had it for two something. I'm like, I got it for less. So I was like, Shoot. and I got and I can stock up stuff. So the. The reason why I haven't built those is because I don't have a place to put them. Yeah. So when I actually move out of my place and go live with my girl, mm-hmm. that's what I'll consider to start building again. You know, but it's a fun little um, hobby. Besides, no, pl- for sure. besides playing Yu-Gi-Oh, it's a fun little hobby, man. Yu-Gi-Oh, dang. What was the last time you heard that, huh? I feel like I have like some cards here just like spread out, just like random ones but i have i definitely have more pokemon cards that's like i have like a stack it's there i wasn't like the guy with the the, the book right. i used to want to be that person and then i just kind of like i guess i guess i got more infatuated with the game the game uh, color one yeah so i was like yeah i'm, I'm just gonna do this <laughs> i'm with you on that because i prefer more playing the the pokemon game yeah always i've all, all of my years i always buy the 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 pokemon game and the console along because that's the only reason i'll I'll play it, you know. And sure. I was never into the Pokemon cards either. At first, yeah. Yeah, At like first, the holographics. When it, and stuff. Yeah, like, when you got that holographic Charizard, Blastoise, yeah. that got the Zapdos, the Gyarados, yeah. you know, like you, you get one of those, you're like the hottest shit at school, uh, guarantee. No. They be trying to steal it from me and stuff. We try oh. to trade it. Oh my god! Like, I'll give you my whole pack, my whole deck for one holographic card. For one <laughs> like, of that, one of that. <laughs> I remember I did I think I I sneaky did something like that to somebody. I said yeah. like yo, I'll give you I'll give you all my graphics if you <laughs> give me that one Charizard. And I did it, bro. And I was bro, just Bro, the Charizard too, not like don't they like sell for like create like a holographic one? Like <laughs> right dude, now it's like with NFTs and stuff and all those like dude, things. Dude, right now in the market, I'm seeing like the ori- if you get if you have the original print of a Charizard or of, of any of the seasons, like mm-hmm. you know there's the the original Charizard. Then you there's the 
Team Rocket's Charizard, which is Dark Charizard. Oh, yeah, that's right. You remember? Yeah. Blaine's Charizard. Mm-hmm. If you got any of those originals, they could go up to thousands of dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. So if you right now take a look at your place and find some holographic Pokemon cards, look it up and see how much they sell out on eBay. Shoot. Because that's, that's money. <laughs> that's money. I mean, that's part I of my I definitely have like also. the second generation, I think. I, I have like the, uh, what's the water one? The fur, Fragulator? Or oh, Fragulator, <laughs> yes. Fragulator, Fergalicious. Oh, but if you got something like that, that's still money because that's still from the original. I just need to find them. I think they're in here somewhere in this little studio. This is my old little studio. I was going to say, bro, it's like, that's a nice looking studio you got there, bro. Really? I remember me and my friend David, we put up these these panels just on some like, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. We just, I was like, oh, it looks cool. Like this. Let's do this cool shape. It's like a nice shape, but. Not doing anything probably for like the room, but it made you feel like you're in a studio. <laughs> I mean, that's why I put the panels so I can feel like I am in a studio. They're exactly. not literally doing anything at all. Like, guys, if you guys are, li- are looking at this panel at uh, this episode, <laughs> our panels, yeah, they look dope, but they're not doing <laughs> anything right now because we yeah. have we haven't properly. Acoustic. Yeah, you like to hire like a uh, what are those guys called? The actual an acoustic engineer is what they call. Yeah, them. I mean, I feel like the corners, those. I mean, maybe it helped a little bit. I don't know. It's supposed to be for like the base, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, like <laughs> if you see right here in the corner, you see my base strap right yeah, there. I yeah, do, the base strap. Yep. Yeah, I do have four base straps on, on all the corners of my room. I feel like those probably do a little bit something but <laughs> it actually does believe it or not before i put all these panels out it actually did a whole lot for my room because luckily for my room it was acoustically okay because when when you close the door if mm-hmm. it, like you can feel the all of a sudden pressure of the oh yeah yeah of the of inside the room and you feel like oh okay so like kind of kind of clamps down yeah know, like so when i added the bass shot it actually em- enhanced it even more Mm-hmm. So now, whenever my AC turns on, the door closes even sh- even faster. You know, oh, that's crazy! It's like suction. Yeah, it's it's something weird, man. Like, it, like I, I I never understood it, but hey, like as long as it's doing its job correctly, exactly. like thankfully, if I do all this, you don't hear it's any echo. Dead. Yeah, yeah. So that's dope. Hey, it's doing its job. I'll take it, man. Because I know <laughs> when I'm moving out to my girls. Wherever me and my girl decided to go, I'm not going to have the same, you know, I'm not going to be that lucky as this room because I know there's going to be times in which I have to figure out how I can find the room acoustically right for the time being until, you know, we get a home to ourselves and then have our one of the rooms to build in a studio room, you know, exactly. Uh, It's going to take some time. And I had I need to figure it out, but that's later down the road in the future, you know. So think about it then. But it's stuff that I had to think about it, you know. I yeah, know that yeah. you can go to Gym Acoustics, I think gymacoustics.com, something like that. I don't remember. Jake, you could like hire someone or something, or is that like? Oh, it's it's basically a website in which you tell them like, hey, um, <laughs> here are the blueprints to to, to the room. This is the Uh, dimensions. dimensions, Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what is it that I need to build this room to be a studio room, like a standard 
regular studio room. And they basically will take a look and they'll email you back with a list of all the things and where to buy them and how much it's going to cost you to do that room. Dang, that's cool. Yeah, it's actually cool. pretty cool. I remember Mike um got me into that because we were in SAE and Frank Socorro. Shout out Mike. Mike Sellers. Oh, absolutely. Mr. Mike Sellers, shout out to him. Let the reggae horn beats go off. Let's go. Mike Sellers, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Yeah, bro. SAE oh. gang. Even though I never really went to SAE, I kind of just was hanging out there. <laughs> hey, man, you you were definitely hanging around with all of us, even at the even you if you never touched the the campus as a whole. You know, you were still yeah. like part of it. You know everybody from around there. I mean, facts. And I used to do the beat battle or the producer showcases there too. Whenever they had them, like because they would host oh, them yeah. there, and I would and I would go there. Like I think there was like two times that I went there, or maybe two or three times, maybe. How many times you won? Uh, I think I won once <laughs> out of like, okay, I, I did it a couple of times, but I, I definitely won maybe like two beat battles ever. Cause it, it was like one with I standard. It was called I standard. And then yeah, one was another one. Uh, it was like a Jay Dilla one. It was like a make them envy or something. Um, and I actually won a thousand dollars from that one too. That that's when I Ooh. had just uh, got fired from my job at Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then I did this battle because my friend David was like, oh, you should do this battle. I'm like, all right. And then I won and I got a thousand bucks. I was like, oh, this is good. This is cool. Look how life nice works out, bro. Look how start. far. Look at that, bro. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, it might be a blessing. <laughs> it, may, it probably was like, hey, you it's know what? Reminder. You were meant to get fire. So you get yourself, you know, into this world, you know? Exactly. Like, it's crazy. It, no, it's crazy, God. bro. Like, do you remember how or when do we met? Uh, for me, I feel like it might have. Was it like at a club, like at Heart or something? Oh, I think it might have been at Heart. Was it like at, when we went through the? I remember I was with Ricky. I don't know. I don't think he was playing. We were just kind of going in. It might have been like in the green room or something. Maybe. Uh, oh, are you? Oh, like were you? My, were you? Mike was there, right? Yeah, I think Mike was there too. Oh, I think you were in my show, the Bear Grills, when I opened oh, up for yeah, him. Oh, yeah, that might have been it. Yeah, I remember oh. that stuff. It's a very familiar name. No. Wow. Yeah. Damn, bro. So <laughs> that's what's up, man. <laughs> man oh. What was that? That was like what? 2000. That was, wait, that was, I'll tell you. I'll tell, hold on. Four? I'm going to tell you oh, a nice four? little story about that. It, I think it, it was five years ago, if I'm not mistaken. April 9 of 2016. 2016? Dang. Since 2016, man, we we know yep, each other, man. Years. That's what's up. Let me tell you a, a nice little story about that because it, it's so wild how somehow this actually connects to us meeting for the first time. Dang. I don't know if you check on my Instagram story recently, but not too long ago, like I really just like noticed that one of my mixes that I have in SoundCloud reached like 12,000 plays in the span of six, five years. Nice. And every time I look, at my, I open up my SoundCloud, there's a new notification of somebody following and somebody liking or reposting something from my page. Mm. The majority of the time, it's because of a certain mitz that I did. Mm. That mitz happens to be the the life set I did for Bear Grylls when I opened up. Wow, heart. At heart. So for the past five years, for some reason, people just love that set and they just like, like it because it was I'm a dubstep person. 
And it's not a set of dubstep people. It's is it house. Like bass house kind of stuff? Bass house. Was right. Bay House, Electro, Trap, a little bit of Trap here and there. But it yeah. was basically Bass House and Electro House. Because I didn't. the whole reason is that I didn't want to go over Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls is going to be like, you know. Balls to the wall, yeah, going crazy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I didn't want to go over it, you know. And I didn't want to be that guy. So yeah. I had the whole crowd under me with little Bass House. Because that's like, okay, that's the closest thing I can do. Remotely connected to. Kind of get everybody ready pretty much. So yeah, for, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because like I saw it and I was like, I'm still amazed that people love this set so much, you know? And it got me inspired. I was like, maybe I should do a house track just for the fuck of it, man. (laughs) And I started it and I'm like, okay, I don't know if this is good or bad. I just did a house track with a trap drop as well. Yeah. So what, like 128? Yeah, 128. The 128 trap drops go crazy. Yeah, those so are, those are super dope. I don't know. I like. I'll send it to you later this week. Cause definitely, I, I was I was just like, all right. I guess I'll everybody fucks with it, so you know I'll make <laughs> something out of it. So it's funny that you that you said that you know we met through that show and it comes full circles. It's like oh my god, that's the show that everybody you know fucks with. Digging, like yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, so. And, and mind you, I came from a house background and I transition. And I think that's the show that I transitioned from being a house DJ to full blown bass DJ. Damn, that's crazy. I feel like I feel like I definitely came from house too. Like I remember it was like Afrojack Oof. and like Avicii at the time. I was like, well, these guys are like gods, like titans. And I would watch like Afrojack's like live streams. He would yeah. do he would be like smoking like a million cigarettes and just like making crazy like beats. <laughs> <laughs> and like talking, uh, I think he's from the Netherlands, right? Netherlands? Yeah, he's he's a he's he's Dutch, along or, with Hardwell yeah. and Tiesto. Yeah, all these guys. Yeah, all those all those big contenders. All the Titans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're gods that walk among humans in a sense. You know, <laughs> right. these guys are just like they they started the big room era, is what we like For to real. call it. You know. I remember that. Do you remember Passion Nightclub? Passion, yeah. Yeah. It was at the Hard Rock. Yeah. Where they had like, it was like when you walk in, like the main room is like, that's like straight big room. <laughs> and then like, I think if you go right, it's like the the Latin and like the merengue. Yeah. And I remember because they did, they, I remember that club had done so many big room shows in there, bro. They brought so many well-known. I remember Steve Aoki played there. Wow, or, really? or was a resident there for for quite some time, you know? So, it was something crazy. Like I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that those times were crazy. But yeah, no, to go back to like I feel like definitely house like brought me into like the EDM world. Like that's when uh what was that song with Afrojack? Uh there's so many good I know, Afrojacks. but there was like the it was like the big hit. he had a big hit that uh what was it? Hold on. Let's uh, check take over control. Take over. Oh, take over control. Take over. Oh, I was like, dang, this is crazy. And then, and then after that, I feel like I slowly started getting into. I, I don't know how I got into it, but I, I think it was like YouTube, where it's like related videos and stuff. Yeah, I think that's how I got into like this rabbit hole of like hard style. <laughs> and then I was like, hard style. All this, yeah, all this like hard style stuff. I was like, what is this? This is crazy. <laughs> it was like all these like really like cinematic deep like voices just like talking and then it's like this crazy King Kong ass kicks and shit. 
like a freaking Godzilla. King Kong got nothing on me. Godzilla kicked him. Holy shit. <laughs> that was crazy. Oh, there's a there's a meme about that. Have you seen the the boys from Amazon Prime? No. Oh, man. The boy has a movie. No, it's a series. It's a good series. Mm. It's basically like uh, it's basically like a it's not a spinoff at all because it's not related to DC, but it's basically like a what if the superheroes from DC were actually killers and celebrities, you know? Oh, what? They made it. It's the same. I think it was Robert Kirkman, the guy who did Walking Dead. Made, oh, wow. There's a comic behind that, you know? The boys. Okay. I, I'm not going to spoil it to you much, but there is a yeah. scene whenever you get a chance. It's free. If you got Amazon Prime, it's free. You can watch it. It's a very good. It's very uh, like, oh, my God, I want to see more. There's a scene yeah. about this guy that's a Superman wannabe that la that goes lands on a on a place and everybody is. And there's like this terrorist that's killing everybody. <laughs> and he goes like, ah, then the Superman wannabe lands over. He what? It goes. Ooh. <laughs> Kills the guy and it's like uh okay bye so there so, so the meme behind it is that King Come roars and then Godzilla goes Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and it just like annihilates it just annihilates King Kong. <laughs> Bro, but that's but that's pretty wild that from Afrojack you go ahead and go Oh, you know, let's check out hard hard style. Yeah, that's when I was just like surfing in the the EDM like world before it was even called like EDM. I don't think nobody was really referring to no. it as EDM then. Yeah, no, it was just like electronic music. I think. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, <laughs> <It> kinda, <laughs> from there. I, I think after that, then it was like eventually I I went to my first festival with Ricky Ooh. and Cheryl and everybody. You probably were there too at a Life in Color and like doesn't. 15, 16 And me, we were we were the only ones in all that festival that were playing um, Ricky's music because we were his homies and we were just like, yeah, yeah. here's some music. It's like, oh, dope, we're playing this. So I, That's so fun. I remember Big and Slim played the Big the, and Slim, yeah. the Bob Marley song, the remix. Oh yeah, yeah, the trap remix. Yeah, Ricky, uh, Rick Mears. Yeah, Ricky Rick Smears. Ricky Smears. Shout out to our boy Nitty Titty. <laughs> Niddle brittle. TD for nitty. <laughs> yeah, and Jack U, Jack U played that night. They headlined, I remember. Yeah, Jack U that played was, that. That was crazy. That I was like, wow, this is epic. <laughs> yes. Wow, bro. You Super just epic. took me to memory lane right now. Yeah. Holy crap. I was like, I think Where Are You Now just came out then too. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, oh, that was oh, no. Yeah. I think it What? was before. Was it before so. Ultra or after Ultra they play Where oh, You Know? Uh that I don't know. I know I know that Jack you at that time, you know, it was the oh, hardest no. shit ever, you know. I loved it. I love the production. Oh yeah. Amazing. I, I mean, 
I'll be honest with you. I wasn't into the Jack Yu shit. No. At, at the very beginning, I wasn't. And then later on, I, I listened to it now and I'm like, okay, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's like, I, I fuck with it. But the reason why is because I guess like every other person, you know, when you hear Skrillets, you expect Skrillets, you know? Yeah, yeah. The straight, yeah, and all that. yeah. At the time, at the time, you know, yeah. but that, but I remember at the time, Skrillex was not only you know going with dubstep, he was also messing with trap as well. Yeah, and like mid tempo stuff. Yeah, so I, so I feel like I was expecting more of that. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, you yeah. know, he's a bass music producer, so I expect him. And if it's Diplo, like, oh shit, yeah, you know, bass, jungle terror, Mumba. Yeah, give like, me that shit. I love shit. all that. <laughs> I love all those flavors. Oh yeah, like, bro. That's literally what they would bring too. And it, it was like a lot of like it was like a lot of hip hop mixed with like just the you know the crazy yeah. madness of electronic music and stuff. So yeah. that's that's something I love too because I kind of come from like hip hop background too, mm. just and like R and B, R and B and like hip hop were like probably the first like my first loves. And then I eventually started like you know opening up. And then I, I moved to Dominican Republic. For my dad, right, and then that's when my like musical like mind started to get like exposed to you know bachata, merengue, like reggaeton, yeah, all these genres, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Let me ask you, what was your first hip hop artist that you listened to, like that you remember? Is like, oh, I I started with this guy. Oh, like like worked with? No, 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 no. Like or I mean, like, when, when you were little. You got into hip hop. What was your yeah. first hip hop song that got into you? Like, all right, I fuck with this. Uh, the the song uh, that got me into, that got me curious about like production, like beats, and like got me asking those questions was a uh, Hail Mary by Tupac. Very, oh. I love that because I was like, man, all these little like the elements and the bells and the little lead that's in the back, and I was like, man, like, like how does this work? Like this. Tupac do all this too. Like I like I didn't know what that's the one that got me like thinking. And then I was just obsessed with that like song, that beat. Wow, that's wild, bro. Isn't it? That's crazy. I'll tell you, my first hip hop was Eminem. Eminem? Yeah. Eminem. It's still it's like those are Titans, like Eminem, forget all these guys. Like when you talk about old legends, you talk about the DMX, the Tupac's, the Biggies, the Ice Cubes, the Jay Z's, the Eminem's, mm -hmm. the I grew up with all of those. Fifty, yeah, I listen. Yeah, fifty. I was like a big G unit, like fifty. Yeah, fan. The, I, I like fifty I, and like Lloyd, Lloyd Banks, Lloyd Banks and Jumbug. Uh, the whole Juju unit squad, bro. You know, and then yeah. you got the Shady Records with Eminem on on top of it with Dr. Dre and Jesus, who's the ah uh, Little Wayne. Oh yeah, Lil Wayne. Dr. Dre, the Chronic album too. When I was growing up, oh, with Snoop Dogg. Oh fuck, I forgot that. Crazy. Other. I remember my my uh, my sister's uh, boyfriend at the time was he's my brother-in-law now. They're married. Oh, <laughs> but like, look at that. yeah, at the time, like I remember him, like because he would have the crazy speakers. It'd be like the four fifteens or like two twelves or something. Oh shit. And like a little blazer, so it'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like bumping the Chronic album, and like that's super loud, crazy. Which one? Which one was the greatest hits of that album of the Chronic album? Oh. Like the way it comes in, it just the intro is just insane too. Doctor Dre, nothing but a G thing, of course. Oh, nothing but a G thing, baby, baby. I'm saying, I have to like listen to it, re-listen again. One, two, take me back. three, four. Mm. The highest one of all these. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Because I'm yep. very sure, like if 
if people tell you like what's the what's the first song that comes to you in the chronic album is nothing but a G thing. That year it came out the year I was born. That's crazy. Nineteen ninety two? Yeah. Wow. So you're actually two years younger than me. Or free. I was born in eighty nine. Eighty nine? Oh, you you're about to make the ninety cut. <laughs> well shit, I'm already in the thirties, man. So my mom oh, could have hold me. My mom <laughs> could have hold like- me in and I was like, nah, you need to get out of here, bro. <laughs> nah, I can't hand you. And even that, even that I, I she says like, I don't want to leave. So was, they had to push me through oh. for five hours, something like that. Some wow. wild shit. At the end of it, I was like eight pounds or nine pounds. That's good. You're like, I'm not trying to get out of here. I'm chilling. I'm just yeah. having a good time. Yeah, eating, was, yeah basically. Living rent free. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's all I asked, man. But my mom's <laughs> like, nope. Time for you to get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> yeah, and I, she told me it was like, ugh, like nine pound, eight pound baby. I was heavy, and they they had to stitch her up. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. So you know, I ripped. That's the, great. I, I am the very definition of I ripped the new one. <laughs> Dang, crazy. Sorry, mom. I love <laughs> you. Thank you for giving me a blessed born. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Dummy. Shit, bro. So out of all that hip hop music, when did you actually shift it to reggaeton? Because I know uh, your Dominican blood had to start <laughs> off with that reggaeton sometime, you know, because For I sure. got into reggaeton too, but that was later down the road. Yeah, no, it was definitely when um, when I was living in the Dominican Republic. So I moved there and I remember I didn't like reggaeton. Like when I was listening, mm. when I was there. I was like, what is this? Like, poop. Like everything sounded the same. Yeah. I "I don't get this. And then eventually it probably like it took me about a year to like, you know, once you like go to school and you're hanging out with, you know, the girls love this song. You're like, oh, what's this song? I gotta, I gotta, you know, get into this mix. Mm -hmm. Like, like what is like it, like what's cool here? Like, (laughs) and then I just started listening to it. And back then it was like we seen Yanda and like the beginning, like it was like Daddy Yankee, Barrio Fino. Oh, uh, oh no, we seen Yanda did uh, Los Extraterrestres. Really? Like, it was like oh, that you project. got a little bit farther. Really? Yeah. Like that. And then who else? Joel and Randy, of course. Oh. Which are my guys. Shout out, um, Shout out to Joel and Randy. <laughs> I, I want to get them to the show too, bro. I love Joel and Randy, man. It's so nice. They're, they're great people, bro. I love Super those guys. Cool. I grew up in high school with those guys, you know? That's, yeah, same. Well, not in high school. I was probably. A younger. No, no, no. Like, I, I didn't. I didn't went to the same school as them. I meant like I started. Like I grew up listening to their music in my high school days. Yeah. You know, it's I met them like a few times there. I met Nieho and Dalmata. Shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I met like a couple of reggaeton artists without your De La Ghetto. Yep. He was. He was popping too. Yeah. I think was. There's a couple. Arcangel. Arcangel. He was huge. He uh, was big. Especially, Tito. especially Tito when. Tito Bambino? Huh? Tito Bambino. Hector y Tito. Hector the father yeah. and then Tito oh, el Bambino. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yep. Hector the father, too. Yeah. Wow. Yo. <laughs> Bro, I'll, I'll, straight up, you were telling me the reggaeton that I, I was already in high school at that time and going to college, me listening to these songs. I listened to reggaeton when when Daddy Yankee was basically with Nicky Jam. 
um, yeah. as a duo wow. uh, when there were when Dariaki was Winchester. That was Wait, his, what? That was his first artist name, Winchester. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah, and then they yeah. had the their midst his midstay el el cartel el oh, cartel that, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, and then somehow it got transitioned to Daddy Yankee. And then that's where he got uh, El Kangri Records. El Kangri, yeah. Yeah, that's where he got the El Kangri.com album and then Los Homrones. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I, I was into that's it. Crazy. I remember Godfather from DJ Blast. Oh, I met DJ Blast. I worked with him a couple of times. He's dope. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I I heard that he's a dope producer to, uh, to work he's with. So, OG. Yeah, it's like OG. Oh, he's OG of the OGs. I mean, you yeah. tell him like, yo, where was the last time you you work with Lito and Polaco? Oh, he will give you stories about that, bro. And those are those are old school reggaeton rappers that, that I remember. That's where the times they were going against. Um, They were going against tempo. My, imagine that. Tempo? Like, it would be like slower? No, no, no. Tempo the art, the rapper. Oh, Tempo, Tempo. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. That was the art. <laughs> the rapper. I'm yeah. like, wait, they were going against like tempos? Like, yes, hey. because I remember at that time it was like Pina Records versus um Buddha's family. Do you tell, bro? Rakimi came wide. Oh, yeah. But Rakimi came, came a little bit later. I, this they was, were on Pina, I think, too. Yeah, this was Eventually. way before. But I know Pina Records has been. One of the longest reggaeton records I can ever think of that lasted forever because every other records, you know, they they rise and they fall, they rise and they fall. Yeah. Probably White Lion, Baby Records, WY Records, which is Wisin and Des Records. I don't know if they changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Daddy Yankee's label from Gangri Records to El Barrio Fino. I don't know if he changed it either. I don't know. They're, they're, I'm telling you. There are so mm-hmm. many record labels that I see that rise and fall because everybody is like Looney Tunes and Noriega, like the old yeah. school producers, yo, Mass Flow. Jesus, bro. That's like they crazy. had the Mass Flow records, bro. Wow. No, bro. That, damn. So I remember all those guys when I was growing up listening to that. And then I think it was like, a, I think it was like around. <laughs> college when i was getting into college is that little by little i was leaving the the rick at home style of life yeah of listening because i just got fed up with it and people are coming in left and right that are sounding the same and trying to do dumb shits and that's where edm got introduced to my world and i just like i want to be i want to do this this is what i want for my life but was that through like a show that you were did you go to like a specific show or how, did, how was it that like you got like really introduced to So the funny thing is like I got introduced to Tiesto, David Guetta, Dead Mouse, Armin Van Buren, Paul Oakenfall, Paul Van Dyke. By the time cool. I was in like sophomore year of high school. And I was still into reggaeton. I was still into reggaeton and hip hop because that's what everybody listens you know, yeah. obviously the cool people, you know, you listen to reggaeton and you're like one of them, one not. But I was low key listening to Tiesto and all that music, you know, because at that time <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck it was, but it it just sounded cool. It sounded yeah. awesome. You know, Adagio of Strings, that was my first EDM song ever, Adagio oh, wow. of Strings. And I remember when Tiesto came to Puerto Rico and performed mm. Adagio of Strings. 
I don't know the feeling that I had in my head. I was just in another world because wow. I was just like, wow, this is so majestic and shit, bro. Bro, it was funny that when you mentioned Tiesto, I remember, I think I was a freshman in high school or something. I, I was I was going to school here in Florida. This is when I got back, I think, from the Dominican Republic. Right. And um, I remember one of my classmates, this girl, uh, I think her name was Kristen, but she like, she showed me this like video that she was watching her. I think I looked over and I was like, what are you watching? And then it was like this video of uh, this guy just basically standing in this room. It's like dark room. And he's like, like, you know, it was, you know, Tiesto DJ basically. Yeah. And uh, I forgot what show it was, but it was like a really old one. It's like, find it, but like he, he's like surrounded by people. So he's like in the middle. Oh, and he's just surrounded I know. I, I know. I know the show. I know the club. I just don't remember the name of all of it, but I know which one you're talking. I don't know which yeah. show was it. But I know what what are you talking about? I know what what that one is. I was like, "What is this guy doing? Like, wh like what is happening here?" And he was, was in the middle, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, I think it's this one. What uh, sensation? I think it was either energy. No, 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 not energy. Uh, concert and this is Gel Redome, two thousand four. It might have been that. One. Yeah, it was something like around that time, you know. Yeah, I think it might have been this one. Yeah, two thousand four Arnhem. I don't know what. Oh, that is, that's crazy. No, that <laughs> it all started from that. And over the years, I've been listening and following them here and there. I've been listening to songs. I think it was 2010 mm. where I shifted my focus into more EDM because I want to explore more. Because I go, at one point, I was like, I'm fed up with listening to the same reggaeton songs over and over, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I want to do something different. And I remember that was the year in which I decided to explore more EDM. And I got into some some EDM songs and whatnot and, you know, remixes. Mm -hmm. I remember that's where LMFAO started to pop oh, wow, little yeah. by little, yeah. you know, doing some remits and popping up. Black Eyed Peas coming into the EDM trend and shit. Yeah, I remember, and I remember that was my first year performing on a club that I that I played basically EDM music. I was the EDM DJ because they already got uh, a reggaeton DJ. Yeah, they already got a hip hop DJ. You're they don't need that. So they needed an EDM to get more people, get more people to come over. And I was that DJ, and they and they fuck with it. It's like, yo, we want you more and more. So I started with that, bro, and. Uh. I remember that was the first year I went to EDC Puerto Rico, 2010. I, I will never forget it. My first time going to a festival. I'd never been to a, any music festival. It was my first time. That was your first one, EDC? EDC Puerto Rico, 2010. Oh, Puerto Rico, wow. Yeah, I will never forget about it because that was the that was the festival in which so many fucking genres was introducing to me. Like I uh, saw Element like Video. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like literally a slap in the face, slap in the face. It's like this, this, and that. And I'm like, whoa, what? What is going on? <laughs> That's the first time I saw Pendulum perform for the first time. Oh wow. And when I saw that Pendulum, I was like, what the fuck is this? Who who are these people? Oh, these are drum and bass. Like drum and bass. What the fuck is that? When they start performing, I was like, whoa, what is this? That was the year that they released the Immersion album. Uh, Immersion? Yeah, that's where they got the all their greatest hits like Witchcraft, Watercolor, Crush, The Island. <laughs> the most notable song that everybody loves from, from Pendulum, The Island. Copa, 
Para pa pa para pa pa para ra ra ra. Yeah, the one that Skrillex remixed that yeah. I was on like two years ago or a year ago. Yeah, that one, that one. It's, it's crazy because that's how I found out about them. I don't think I really knew about them until that remix happened, and I was like, oh, what the heck? Really? Like, these guys are dope. Yeah. But <laughs> have you heard of Knife Party? Oh yeah, for sure. So basically, Did they remix. Knife Party is is Pendulum. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Because here's how it, here's the transition. Rob Swire, shout out to him. He's one of my idols. Then one day I want to meet him, shake his hand and say, let's let's work on something, man. <laughs> there you go. Put it out there. Absolutely. Put it out there. Rob hmm. Swire was the lead single, lead single of Pendulum. Pendulum is a drum and bass band. So they got a couple of guys in there. They got Gareth, they got KJ Swakas, the drums, and they got other guys as well. So Rob Swire and, and Gareth decided to do a side project called Knife Party at the time. Oh. And, and they derived themselves from being drum and bass and they <laughs> went straight into dubstep, complexo, mid-tempo, Moomba, like heavy, gnarly stuff. Electro, like they went the hardly like bangers, 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 you know, stuff yeah. that you'll play. And they wanted that as a side project. What they didn't realize is that it was a hit side project that they mainly focus more on now on Knife Party, you know? That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, so now <laughs> that's why they're known Makes as sense. Knife Party, you know? And and now they just any songs that comes out of them is just dope. Like the last EP that they release, the Ghost Lost Souls EP, they had like a nice dubstep song that was like, eh, like I heard some of your old shit. It's better than this crap. But the house songs that they released, they were like, damn, that's dope. Like I can I, I can see you know I can see like someone like side piece. Playing some of their house songs, yeah, because it's like very housey, groovy, yeah, very groovy stuff, you know. And it's more bass like focus, you know. Yeah, like like more like sub bass focus. Yeah, like, yeah, they they it's something like that, you know. It's it it just it makes sense. I don't know. It was just a weird transition how they went to very bass into now housey shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's cool if you, you do whatever you want, really. I mean, at that point, I, well, when you're oh, at yeah, that then, level, then yeah, yeah, I feel like then it would have been, it wouldn't have been taken as like lightly as like it's, now. Now it's like I feel like you're more like people are a little more like open. Yeah, but I've, but some of the things I've really noticed is that you know, even for people like then, you need to have a side project for you to do other stuff, you know, because if it was a pendulum, they can never do a dubstep song as pendulum. They can yeah. never do a. Complexo, a Mumba, a Men Temple, a a house like it, it would never fly as as the pendulum, you know. It, yeah. But if you put knife party and you tell them we can do this, then then we right. got something. And, and it's it's weird because you know I see how EDM shift completely as a whole. In which before it was like, uh, how can I put this? Before let's 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 say this. Before mm. it was a sin. For you to play other genres because you yeah. are known as this guy's this, genre. Yeah, yeah. And you're now you're playing on other people's genre. Like, no, that's a sin. Yeah. Now it's much more okay. It's okay if you play this song. As long as it's like great, like if, if it, you know, you can still move to it. I feel like now, I feel like people are just more open to that. Yeah. Like the feeling. If it still, if it still makes you feel good, like I feel like 
people are will fuck with it regardless. I mean, I mean, I, obviously you do it in a smart way, not like like just straight up like chill music to like straight dubs or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, has to be like sonically. It has to be like a, a you know relation or whatever. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's kind of weird because most of the time you will never expect for someone like a decision to go all of a sudden play some play some jazz. Yeah. So obviously, uh, like it's it's weird, but now it's jazz okay. step. Yo, <laughs> bebop step. Did, <laughs> did you just start it a trend mm-hmm. right now? Are we going jazz step? <laughs> That'd be funny as that. That'd be kind of good. Never know, <laughs> bro. Why not? <laughs> I mean, That'd shit. Look great. how many. Look how many genres does dubstep have? Look how many genres does drum, bass, Shindo house. Step. Like, <laughs> it has that chill step. You know. Yeah, true. That's the I remember. That was like one of Ricky's earliest work. You know that. That was like chill step was mainly, I think, early future bass. I feel like it yeah, because I remember looking for. I remember like looking for this genre, and I was like, "What? What is the name of this genre?" And then it was just like under chill step, and I just kept looking for chill step stuff. And then I started seeing future bass stuff, and then I was like, "Oh, I like future bass stuff." So I yeah, it just it's it was figuring its way, like the name and stuff. It's like yeah, it was like being born. <laughs> yeah, it was it was at that that wave that because people didn't realize what it was happening, you know, and marshmallow. Yeah. Jagu and a few other contenders, you know, contribute into it. They jump in in that wave, and now because of that, look at where they are right now. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you create a genre, bro. You become a trend, and everybody wants to fuck with it. Facts. I got this crazy one. I want to show you after. I'll say something. Absolutely. Let's go. I don't think you, you haven't heard anything from me in a minute. I feel like. No, bro. And you like, haven't heard like, anything from me either. True. <laughs> That's true. We'll, so we'll definitely. So after, after this, we'll send each other some music, bro. And let's listen to it. All right. Music swap. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but let me ask you, like out of yeah. most of the music that you produce, which genre you really inclined the most of making? Um. I feel like definitely future step. Oh, future step, future bass. Oh shit, we, we just made another one. <laughs> another one. Jazz step, future step. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Actually, has a little bit too, but future bass. Yeah, I, I don't know because I guess like growing up with like a lot of like I used to listen to a lot of like southern uh, hip hop too. So mm. it was like a lot of like Lil Wayne, a lot of big timers, and like Young Jeezy or right. Jeezy now he's known as right. Jeezy. Ti. Oof. So it was like very like trap, like drums and stuff. And like, you know, the 808s and all that. Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know, I always, I love doing like future-based stuff, but like just cool future-based stuff. Not like, there's like boring ones and then there's like really cool ones that are just like crazy. So right. I always try to, I don't know, I see myself always doing that. And then just like, like crazy stuff. Cause I used to always just like, I don't know, make weird stuff and just try mm-hmm. to combine different genre, like, and just like implement different genres into like my beat or whatever. However, I could. <laughs> Sometimes it would just sound like crazy, like mush, but I would just always play around and just see what comes out. I don't know. <laughs> I always stay creative with it. No, I I do remember your earlier work when you were got into that future. Really weird, place. right? <laughs> it, it was weird for me because, but I had to step back as a consumer and listen yeah. your music as a as an engineer, as a producer. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, let me see the angle that he was going to. And I have to say, it's actually an amazing angle because it's not 
the usual shit that I listen to all the time. Yeah, it's I was just different. trying to do something different. Like yeah. something, like not even just to be different. I just wanted to like, because that's how you like come up with something cool and fresh. Like you just throw shit at the wall and you just like whatever, like, you know, <laughs> let's just, and then we, and then later on I'll clean it up. And then that's yeah. how I was looking at it. Like as a, like as a marathon kind of thing, like let me just go crazy, whatever, do whatever. And then, you know, I'll, uh, little by little, I'll start, you know, sharpening, you know, the, you know, the sword, my sword, basically. Right. A little anime over here. Yeah. Like I'm just, you know, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll detail everything later. Like as I go, as I make these mistakes, mm. you know, or mistakes, if you call them, if you, you want to call them mistakes, just, you know, being creative. No, and, I agree, bro. And it's, it's the perfect way to do it, bro. Because yeah, it's like, like recess. You're just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you learn, you like, you fall down. If you do this weird thing, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Okay. I won't do that anymore. <laughs> you just kind of, you know, just whatever. pick it up and do, do what you got to do, man. I mean, I mean, if you look, if you stem back, how do you think most of these trend songs started off? It was mostly by accident. It was because like, I was just fucking around and all of a sudden it sounds good. Yeah. Shit. Let me apply it. Exactly. That's how peaches came together. I was like, <laughs> oh, let's oh. talk about it. Let's talk about it because many of these people who are listening to the Lone Wolf don't know who you really are. So I'm going to give you a little brief introduction to what this guy is. This guy is an amazing producer. He fucks around with certain genres in which you might say it's weird. Or it's like weird, really. Like, I don't know if I fuck with it, but it's really good. It's certain genres that you would normally not listen to. And this guy is a um, talented person. Like, you can say that this is like the second coming of who's the, let's see, who's the, if I say that Ricky is the Nets Skrillex, this guy is the Nets Marshmallow in a way, <laughs> basically, because his style of music is just amazing, bro. And he's on point. And I'm saying all this because I've seen him for where he, when he started it to where he is right now, where he is right now currently. You guys are looking at the producer for Justin Bieber's number one hit single, Peaches. That's right. Nani? Make some noise. Right? Justin Bieber. Gunshots. Dang. Where are these gunshots coming from? Oh, don't worry about it. When you listen to the show, when you listen to the episode, you're going to hear all the sound effects, bro. <laughs> are they like... Are they blanks? Hopefully they're blanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're blanks. They're blanks. Oh, <laughs> okay. you know? Like Nerf days, you know? <laughs> Yo, the Nerfs, the Nerf guns now are crazy. But anyways, yeah, Peaches. That's how Peaches, like, so it basically came together um, when I was staying at Pooh Bear's penthouse in L.A. I didn't even have a place at the time in L.A. yet, so I was just kind of, I was, like, staying at Pooh Bear's place, and I was staying at my friend Sasha's place. I was just bouncing around, really, you know, how it is. The, it's like the lifestyle like an upcoming artist producer songwriter. the struggling artist routine yeah you know? just like sleeping on floors and studios and stuff like all that mm. um but yeah i was staying at Pooh's and this one morning and i remember like working on this the song it was just like an idea i was like working on and um i remember taking a break from it because like you know how you get ear fatigue after yeah. you're like blasting this music in your headphones for like two, three hours, you're like, okay, I need to step back for a second. Mm. <laughs> so I did that and I went on my phone on, and I went on Instagram and like the first or like second post was Justin uh, playing a piano and, and singing the hook to what we know as Peaches. And 
it was really slow. I remember I really I loved the idea, like like and what he was saying, like I get my light right from the source. And then uh, like I loved it. So I was like, I'm gonna screen record this and then I'm gonna since I'm in the circle, like I know Pooh Bear, I know Harv, I know all these like people around Justin. Right. Maybe I could do like a little idea around this and um like do some drums to it. And then, so I did that. I I put it in my Ableton and then I sped it up a little bit. And like, yeah, I had to kind of like warp it a lot because it was like it was live, so and it was like slow. Mm. So I had to warp it to like I think it was 90 BPM. Okay. And um, so it was a little more groovy. I, I remember trying like 95 and it was like too fast. It's like you know when you're like trying to find that right tempo and then yeah. 90 was like 90 was like the one. So I did that. Did the drums? I made. I pretended I was like a drummer. I was like thinking like as a drummer. So I was like, I'm gonna make it like super laid back, like like some beachy, funky kind of stuff, and then yeah. I bounced it. I bounced it as uh, peaches, mm-hmm. and I put like Shindo rough idea, and then I uh, I texted over to Pooh Bear and I texted over to Harv just to see, you know, hey, like like guys, I don't know, maybe we could do something with this. And then I was thinking Harv could add like some bass or like some guitar, or whatever he hears. Yeah, and he did that. He was like, this is dope. And then he he added the bass and the guitar. He sent it over to me and mixed it a little bit better. And then eventually we we got in the studio to like really like produce it out. Because then uh, Justin actually recut the vocals because he loved mm. it so much. So that's how it just it just snowballed from there. That's <laughs> wild. That's it's crazy. And that was just off of like, well, let me just try some real fast. Like maybe we can get this. Like I was just trying to make the album low key because. I didn't know what he was making at the time, and right. I was I was supposed to be on changes the last album, yeah. but I didn't make it. Like I didn't make the cut, so I was like, "Dang!" I was like bummed. And then Pooh Bear was like, "Oh, you're gonna get it on the next album, like this is the pop album." I was like, "All right." And then, but we were doing it. We were doing a bunch of songs too, but I didn't really hear back from any of those. And I was mm-hmm. like starting to get like worried. And I was like, "Oh man, I really don't like. I want to make sure I'm on this new album. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to miss out again because you never know when he's gonna put out a new album again. Right. You know. So. It was just like, I need to like think outside of the box. Like, let me do something like out of the ordinary. Maybe it'll work. Maybe not. And boy, it, it worked. <laughs> bro. Boy, it did it work, bro. Boy, did it work. Like, that's a wild way how it went from. You, did, you didn't know it at all? Did, did Cheryl like, tell you or not? I never knew about the story behind this. No. I just, I knew. I All I know from what. Cheryl told me was that, but oh, shout out to you, Cheryl. I don't know if we already did it or not. Shout out, Shay, Shay, hey. Hey, hey. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get her to this show too. I know. She's like, oh, I'm nervous. I'm like, no, don't be nervous. You're fine. <laughs> I, told, I told her, it's like, Cheryl, don't worry. The whole time, <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put your 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 company logo and that's it. You're, nobody's gonna see you. You don't it's need to be like censored. <laughs> yes. Just junkyard. It'll just be like covered. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, don't yeah. worry. Nobody's gonna see you. Okay. They're just gonna mm-hmm. hear your voice. That's all. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm getting yeah. everybody here. So, but anyways, <laughs> yeah. Cheryl basically told me the story, but he, he she didn't tell me like the whole story. Like yeah, that you yeah. actually were just. In LA, chilling, and you decided to look at an Instagram. I don't know if she did tell me or not, but it, w- it was something very brief. And she, but she was telling me like a whole bunch of other stories that you were going into it. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. bro, like that's wild. Like yeah. from, from, you know, being watching Instagrams and shit, looking for inspiration, all of a sudden, the I'm number one, one song. song in the country, in the world at one point. Oh, it was number one in the world? 
Fuck that. Number one <laughs> in the fucking world, bro. In the world, man. Bro, yeah. how do you feel from that, bro? Like, isn't that insane that your Surreal. song that you produced out of just at a random day, all of a sudden, everybody September in the world 7th. plays it, listens to it. Like, like, what's that feeling? It's surreal crazy like overwhelming like what the, like it's, it's insane dude were you expected that it was gonna be a hit song did you ever feel like you know this is gonna be the song i was just like okay this is gonna be a cool song you know like that's just gonna make it out like cool i'm happy with that like and then it just took off so i was like well i'm happy with that too <laughs> <laughs> were you aware when it took off um well it was when the tiny desk came out that performance it was like uh, it was like maybe three days before the actual music video and song was released. Mm. Plus, the the album came out the same day as like the, the, sing. um, the single, yeah. Right. So, and that's called the lead single, I guess. Uh, I didn't even know that. Me and Cheryl were like, "What's the lead single?" Like, what? <laughs> but yeah, he he they released the performance on Tiny Desk of Peaches, and then that I got, I guess, I got a lot of people like hyped for it. And then when it came out, since it was like that was like more of an acoustic version, like slow down. Mm. And then when it came out, it was like this. It was like yeah, more that, like funky. Yeah. And then that video was like everything too. Like shout out uh Colin. He's amazing. Like Colin Tilly. Yeah. Incredible uh, uh music video director. That's, um, he actually yeah. This is it's crazy. Dude. That's dope. So you never knew it was gonna be the number one that's the song that they're gonna push from that album. Well, I, I knew that. I knew that they were gonna it was like because I remember Harv told me he's like, Oh, they're thinking about making a lead single. And then I just really don't like I, I don't I don't expect things to mm. happen. I, I kind of mm. just like, all right, cool. Like, let me just, you know, sit back. I just kind of work and do my best and then not expect anything to like be crazy. I don't know. And then usually that's when things kind of happen when you don't expect. You know, it's very funny that you say that because most of these stories happens like that when you really least expect it. When you expect yeah. like nothing's happening. I mean, that's how most of my jobs that I had was when I least expected it. And when I met some certain artists, it was the when I least expected it. It's like, I I never thought I was going to meet this. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that my song was going to get released on this certain label. Like, I didn't know that I was just shooting the guns. You yeah. know, I was, I was already like, my expectations were already too low. Yeah, it's just like, it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Keep it, you know, keep it moving. That's, oh. that's very cool to say, you know? And it's good that you're saying it because I want people to know that, you know, like, guys, like you can't expect much because it may it may not happen. So you exactly. can't have always the expectations like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a hit song. This is going to be the banger. This is going to be this, this, that, because then you'll be shooting yourself uh, for failure. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I feel like kids like kids songs too. That you, like if you chase them, they run away from you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's how kind of how it is. They're like the, you know, like those rare Pokemons, you know, the Entei's and all those stuff. Yeah. Like the Raikus. It's like when you try to like chase them and they run away from you. <laughs> like and you're like, God damn it. Like, like, damn, gotta go and fly to, what's it, Pallet Town. Yeah. And then, and then come <laughs> back Palatown. and forth. <laughs> That's the old one. Oh, new, new Mark, new Bark. Town. New Bark. Yeah. yeah. That one. Dude, I want to play it now. <laughs> sure be I need, I want to buy like a new, like, or not a new one, maybe like an SP. The SP, right? You could play uh, like, uh, Ruby and Sapphire. yeah, I think the switch now allows you to play the old. Really, I f believe so. If I'm Boy. not mistaken, 
that you can play the old OGs, the OGs. Uh, like, check that out. Wait, is there? First of all, before I, I, I've been holding off on getting a Nintendo Switch because I'm like, I want to wait till the new one comes out because I feel like there's a new one that's like right on the brink of like. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna have like 4K support, some <laughs> shit like that. That's all it is. It's just more like spec stuff. Yeah, basically that's all what it's gonna be. The new whatever. Switch. I'll just wait for it. I might as well. It's probably probably this year, maybe. Yeah, next year, they haven't maybe. announced it yet. They haven't said anything. I do know that the new Pokemon they're making a remake of Diamond and Pearl this year. Bro, I, I need to catch up to those. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, I stopped yeah. at like I stopped at what was it? Uh, Emerald, I Ooh. think. Well, after Emerald comes Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, and they say that. Diamond Pearl was considered to be the best generation Pokemon ever made. Diamond and Pearl, really? Yeah, they say that's like, if you ask Pokemon fans, like any Pokemon fan that plays the Mm -hmm. games, they'll ask you, oh yeah, Diamond and Pearl is the best ones. Like, those are the the best best of the best. They say like, gold and silver, yes, because you could, you got Johto and Kanto, like you could play all the eight batches from the previous one. So obviously... Yeah, people didn't not like much Ruby and Sapphire, even though I liked it. I enjoy it. I love it. People, well, I mean, I love Emerald because you get both. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. and Rayquaza too. Oh, Rayquaza, that's Rayquaza. The, that's that's the shit right there. That's the big love shit. That. You know, that's so cool. <laughs> I, my favorite. I think my favorite of the Emerald was um uh Sceptile. Sceptile. The, gra- one the grass one, one. One of the starters. Oh wait, how do you spell Septal? S. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, C- I know. Yep. E- F- yeah. He has like those like star kind of hand thing. They're not stars. They're, no, those. Like, that's Blaziken. Oh, oh, I love Blaziken. I would, I would always get um, the what's fire. The first, what's the first? His first. Uh, it's Trico. Sin. It's Trico. Torchic. Not Cyndaquil. Not Cyndaquil. No Torchic. 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 Cyndaquil is the other one. Trico is the grass. Torchic is the fire, and then Mudkit the water. Mudkit, yeah. I got Torchic on the when I got Ruby, and I was like, eh, I I, I like more Charizard. Yeah, Charizard is because at the time you were expecting it to be like a Charizard, so you're like, oh, yeah, Charizard. <laughs> I bro, once you put Charizard, like I expect every fucking fire Pokemon to be like, be like you need to fire. be, <laughs> you need to be this level of design yeah. and and type. Like this is what I expect that you. You set the 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 expectations too high for me. <laughs> like, yeah, I want I want a fucking Charizard level like that. Blaziken was probably like, okay, I like Typhlosion. It was good, you know. But Typhlosion, I I yeah. just Typhlosion like Typhlosion was cool. Yeah, I lo- I think I like Typhlosion more than uh, Blaziken for sure. No, yeah, I definitely love Typhlosion more. Cool but out of um yeah out of that that one after Blaziken I was like man I don't want to have Blaziken and Charizard I want to diversify my team mm-hmm. so I decided to go with all right um Sapphire I'm gonna go with Sceptile and I went with Sceptile you know with Chirico I've always Chirico, about yeah. to Sceptile and it was dope and I had a nice team because I got Grass Water Fire Steel Dragon Ghost I was like ready to go I I'm I'm ready like let's go <laughs> let's go. Let's ready for war, bro. Let's go. And Emerald, yeah. I just like, all right, I'll go again with Trico. So it's a, it worked wonders. I like I like Trico, you know? Yeah, no, that's fun, man. I, I can't wait to play again. Yeah, yeah just get like the VBA for now on the laptop. Oh, yeah. The virtual one. <laughs> you know, uh, what was before the Switch? The 3DS, right? 
Yeah. Yep. The, the 3DS for sure, you can get red and blue and gold and silver, the originals. Oh, to work on there. And I think, I think you can also get Ruby and Sapphire in the 3DS. I think my nephew still has his. So I'll be like, yo, what's up, bro? Let me uh, get that. Uh. Yo, you know, <laughs> like it's collecting dust. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know they don't use it for a pack for sure. Like send it so over. Like, like, come over here. I got, I, I got you. I have. Well, I don't know if Crystal is going to work. Crystal was another amazing one. I loved. Crystal is actually pretty dope. That's yeah. a, that's the first time they. We could. Yes, we could. That's the first time they, for the first time ever, Pokemon made it more appealing for both genders. Because that's when you choose oh, yeah. to be either male or female. They didn't yeah. have that um, red, blue, yellow, or gold and silver. Yep. That's true. And, and then since then, every other Pokemon, you know, choose your gender, you know? Yeah, pretty much. That was pretty yes, dope. Sir. Wow. That's fun. Fun Gotta catch them all, bro. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> that's how you. we roll, bro. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, you should. I actually was going to ask you. Yeah. If you, I was gonna ask you, whenever you get a free chance or free time, you should play some of the games. But I, but my main question was, how's your schedule looking? You know, like, do you actually get any, you know, free time or such or whatnot? I, right now, I, I mean, I'm kind of like, not really. Like, I, I'll try to squeeze in, like here and there. I'll like try to just, you know, some break time because you need to obviously give your mind a break too. Mm. If you're going like at a thousand all the time, you're just gonna, you know. Uh, crash, burn, shit. So, right. I like, I'll work and then I'll do like, cause I, I'm doing a lot of interviews and stuff now. Mm. So, I, I usually have to do like either an interview or, uh, um, the other ones, the, the QA interviews. So, I'll, right. I'll be doing those and then, you know, obviously Instagram and stuff. And like, mm. I did a photo shoot not too long ago. I, I need to definitely get another photo shoot in for sure. Oh, so, I have like pictures ready just for like people that, you know, whenever they're asking for, like photos and stuff right it's definitely getting a little hectic for sure but um you know it's, it's amazing it's, it's great like it's a good problem to have so let me ask you so you, because i know <laughs> over the years the you've problem. worked over with multiple talented artists you know mm -hmm. i know you've worked before with have you worked with the marley's right I, yeah i worked with steven and i worked with uh his son uh or his sons joe and johan for okay. a little bit yeah and you've worked with Joey, Randy, and with Cardi B as well, right? Yeah. Yep. The song. Actually, me and Ricky produced this, this one song. It's not out yet, but it's fire. Like, you want it to come out. Like, it's, it's lit. But, and then, yeah, Cardi um, was through, it was through uh, our guy, Lex. Yeah, Let's. He, yeah, he put us, like, all, like, together and stuff. I remember being in, like, the hotel. With, it was me, Ricky, or Nitty Gritty, and... uh and Cardi B, like at the time, like in the studio, me and Ricky were just like working on on the on the laptop, like on the desk, like at the hotel. Like I remember Cardi B, like walking through, like barefoot, just like walking, like this little, little short little Dominican <laughs> lady just walking out. Right, uh, just I was, like I was just... like, who is this person? And then it was like probably like a year later, not even like a year later, probably like a couple months later, she came out with her. Uh, what was that one song? It was like right before Bodak Yellow. Oh, uh, shit. It was like, but it was like, yeah, that got her kind of like bubbling. And then Bodak came out after it and she's like gone from there. <laughs> Damn. So it was crazy to see like that right before it happened. It's crazy. So like did the Peaches song, mm -hmm. did it open your more doors or was it 
when you started working before, like with the Cardi B's, the Joey Randy's, and the Marlins? Um, those like, that, that it helped too, like just working with them as well for sure. Okay. It definitely, you know, it, it 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 makes you or it gives you a certain you know a stamp of like okay, this guy, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's working with these people, obviously. Yeah. Um, but like yeah, with Peaches now, it's like. And getting verified on Instagram, let's go. Blue let's, go. let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Nah, like it definitely helps because then people actually notice you. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then now I can, you know, people have been reaching out to me to send me like melodies or ideas. And I'm like, yo, let's let's do it. Like, let's run it. And then like even if people are hearing this right now, if you have like melodies or ideas, like Shindo Loops at right. gmail.com, like uh, I'm ready. I'm open, like I just I, I'm always open to hear like what people have to. And, you know, you never know where another hit can come from. It come from someone sending a random thing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I agree. Like, you never just, thought I want to help other people too come up as well. That's what's up, bro. That's that's very admirable, man. Not many people do that, bro. Not many right. people do that. Like, it's very cool that people like, like us, we try to help the next people to come up and, you know, like, hey, check it out. No, you got this, you know. Not sure. many producers that are out in the field that are in the same level as us or higher mm. don't do that because I feel like they, the it's something that I mentioned before to Uniti. It's mm. like that sense of competition. Yeah, like they 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 like they feel like oh if I help this guy this guy could be better than me. It's yeah. insecure insecurity. Insecurity. Be- yeah. yeah, because they feel like oh this guy's could be like then he could take my spot any given time, you know and. This guy came. That's the losing mentality, right there. But unfortunately, that's what we we so, deal on a on a daily basis too. You yeah. know, we deal with these people that, you know, they're comfortable where they are, and then somebody comes up and they feel like threatened. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Like, what's what's the why you gotta feel like that? Like, I'm just here, to, you know, to have fun and work with people. That's it. We work as a team. You know, community yeah. shit. You know, we look out for exactly. each other. We're not in it for to take your spot. Like. No, because again, guys, we need to look out for each other Absolutely. because the yeah, industry yeah. itself is not a nice industry. No, it's definitely not. I'll tell you that from experience, like recent experience. Please, please tell me a little that. bit. We won't, we won't get into that right now. Though. Okay, Let, then let's yeah, move off, on with off this. Air. Off air. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Let's just say, in my perspective, the music yeah. industry is pretty ugly, you know? For sure. And I've been saying this for l- as long as I can remember. I mean, you we know each other, bro. Like, you've seen all the shit I had to deal with oh, yeah. just to be where I am, you know? For sure. Like, it, it's... And I, I talked about this all the time in the podcast. Like, guys, don't ever believe that the music industry is in it for you because, no, it's very ugly. And they try to do anything in their power to tear you down, bro. Like, sure. most of the time, I'm not saying every label. I'm not saying yeah, all yeah. the labels. No, majority of some labels, they're in it for themselves, you know? Absolutely. Just just move. Just move, you know, have your team move real, you know, silent. Like, I've been moving like a ninja low-key like the past couple of years. Straight I up. down. Put your head down, work, you know, work with, you know, select people, like select people that you really trust mm-hmm. and and grow with them, you know, and then it kind of just I feel like it like those people introduce you to some other people that are really close to them and you right. trust them. So it just kind of keeps going from there. Snowballs. I agree. Domino man. effect. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I mean, at the end of the day, I will always want to work with somebody that's down to work with, you know, that that's cool. I feel the good positive vibes you know 
they're hype. Like I'm hype. Like all right, let's go. Let's do it. Let's wreck shit up, bro. Let's yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it beat. <laughs> I'm telling you, once you listen to the version, right? Okay. You're gonna throw it on there. Oh, I'm throwing a lot of sound effects. Like, <laughs> no. Um, in regards to labels, because I remember at a certain time that we've talked before, and Cheryl mm. mentioned this to us, you know, about record labels for trying to sign you and Ricky. You know, would you rather go as an independent producer and and release music on various labels, or would you sign exclusively to a label? Independent, for sure. I, Why is I just that? Don't see the, I just don't see the... Unless they're putting like a hell of a bag or something behind mm. it. That, that could come later. You know, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Time will tell. But like for now, like I'm chilling. Like, I, I mean, I have a pub deal with Pure Music, which, you know, is a... It was visual music and it's under Pure. Mm. Visual is a Pooh Bear's publishing company. Okay. So I have, yeah, I have a deal with him. And yeah, that, that I'm chilling. Like, I don't have to be... Like on a label or anything like that. Like obviously, you know, when my music comes out and stuff, I definitely want to uh, release them under you know different labels because I want to do different styles too. So it's like right. that way they fit in different worlds. Mm. You know? That's the best way to do it, bro. I think so. I mean, there's the way I my always opinion. want. I always want to release music on various levels or one label. If they fuck with yeah. me a lot and I fuck with them a lot, we have a good relationship, I'll release all my music with you guys. You guys are the only ones that, that treat me right, you know? I always exactly. look for the singles and EPs deal. I will mm -hmm. never look for a 360 deal on any given label. Yeah, no, don't do that. It, it, <laughs> it, it, you know, <laughs> like, no, like, you, there's so, it, bro, it's just, it's funny, bro, because many people have telling me, it's like, you know, like, oh, you know, when I make it is when I'm signed to a label and shit like that. It's like, no, bro. Mm. Like, you didn't, just because you're signed to a label doesn't mean you made it. And another and another thing, you need to, I don't know if you recontracts. I, I know I recontracts. I know you recontracts. Yeah. Some of these people don't recontracts and they end up being, getting screwed over. And then when well, you... Definitely having good legal too is very, very vital. Yes. Very sure. vital. For and sure. Then, like, I'll definitely read it. I, I probably won't read it as detailed as, like, my lawyer, but I'll just, you know, I'll read the, the majority of it and I'll be like, okay, yeah, this sounds like it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And then I trust, you know, Brianna and, and Alexis, too, uh, my lawyers. Right. Yeah, yeah. no, like, I'm, I'm saying it because, again, I see so many people that they, they get screwed over with these 360 deals and then didn't realize, yeah. like, oh, shit, I owe money to the label? How? I'm... I got free platinum plaques. Like, what's going mm. on? Like, yeah. I made all that money to the label. It's like, no, 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 buddy, 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 buddy. That's not how it works, bro. First of all, the label gives you a loan. That loan, you got to yeah. give that back plus interest, you know? It's like, what loans? Like, you know, the $10 million that advance. they say they they <laughs> gave you in advance, you know, that you say, Here, here's your money. It's like, oh, I thought that was for me. I was like, no, dude. How do you think labels great. make money? Oh, they're just giving away $10 million just because? Just like, hey, here's $10 million. Go get yourself a, a, a number one hit song. Like, yeah. like, dude, what? <laughs> where, where, where do you come up with that? Like, if that's the case, then the music industry is broke as shit. Because then they'll be giving $10 million for everybody, you know? Facts. And that's like hella high. Like, you got to be popping it good that much. Like now, <laughs> right, right. I, I I put ten million as, a, as an example, yeah, yeah, but there's no, like there's yeah. like from 
20 G's to up to millions and millions, depending yeah. on. And one thing I always say to people, I, I, and I made a whole episode about this, like mm. a couple of episodes back, like not so not so long ago. I think it was, excuse me, like 52 or 53 or something like that. I said, I said very clearly, guys, look at the contracts. You got contract A that tells you, hey, we're giving you $10 million and you do your thing. All right, cool. You got contract B that tells you we're giving you 20 G's, mm. but we're going to guarantee that you're going to be the hottest song, the hottest artist, rapper or whatever in the month, in the couple of months, and your song is going to be number one and shit. We're guaranteed you that. Yeah. Which one are you going to take? You're yep. going to take <laughs> the 20 G's deal. Why? Because they give you a guarantee that you're, they're going to push your song. You're going to push your career. They're going to push everything from you. And you're going to be number one or all around. Even if it's for a month or two months or less, or let's free weights, you're number one. Yeah. They gave that guarantee by giving you those 20 Gs. Here, 20 Gs, use that to engineer, producer time, studio time, like yeah, studio music time. video. Bro, music video costs money. Oh, sure. Marketing, like, photo shoots and shit and whatnot. Like yeah. they gave the guarantee that you're going to be the hottest shit. And we're in within a month or so, you give that 20 G's back already. So you don't owe nothing to the label and everything else. is just, just getting royalty checks, royalty checks, royalty checks versus the Let $10 go. million song. They say they are giving you a lot of money for that song. But then they didn't say they're guaranteeing that you're gonna be the hit song, or you're, on, or they're gonna push it, or they're gonna market it, or any of that shit. Yeah, they're just, you know, they're taking a shot. They're just taking a shot at that point, you know. So, so always, always go to whichever is the most convenient for you for the long run. Always play the long run, guys. Long run. Always marathon. play the long run. It's a marathon. It's a marathon, not a sprint. How many times have have you and me come over to my place and we talk about all this stuff of stuff, you know, and you feel like, hey, man, it's not you're not getting there. You're not getting there. And, you're, and I keep telling you, it's like, no, dude, you're there. Like you already work with this guy. You're already with Poober. You're with <laughs> Skrillex. You're with this and that. Like you're yeah. there. You just, you know, little by little, you're getting there. You're just getting there. It's just a little bit of time, a little yeah. bit of patience and just keep pushing through and. Boom, you're going to make it, man. Yo, did I tell you I met Skrillex in Japan? I think you did. I think uh, you I think you did. <laughs> I don't remember. You, but you were in Japan, right? It was an epic. Yeah, it was for Kuber's, uh, uh his birthday. I think it was his 40th birthday. And you, and, just, uh, and you just fly over to Japan just because? Man, Kuber flew me over, man. He put me on the plane. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Nani? <laughs> yeah, Nani. <laughs> you should put like... Should put definitely put that on like the screen, like Nani. Well, I can't <laughs> like, put it on the screen, but the uh, the sound, uh, yeah. The sound, yeah. <laughs> the sound, yeah. I have that sound. I put it on the, I put it on the nitty on the nitty Nando. one. Yeah, it's like Nani. Yeah, so that was this was 2019. Just two years ago now. Um wow. and yeah, I remember he flew me out and that was it was an 11-hour flight from LAX to Haneda, uh, Tokyo. Yeah, that was the longest flight I've ever been on, too. But it wasn't even bad. Like, uh, I feel like that airplane is so big. Mm. Like, I've never been in, that, in an airplane that big. You know, it was like three rows. Oh. Like, I've never been in, in, in that size. So it felt like you're in a building in the sky. And, like, you can't really feel the bumps. Mm. Unless they're, like, really, really big ones. But I, we didn't really get those. It was just, like, like barely feel. I'm walking around like slippers. They give you like slippers so you can go to the bathroom. And um, 
it was just like dope. <laughs> and then like landing there, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like I'm in Japan. Like what? Dude, all the animes I watched and now I'm here. <laughs> tell me, tell me, talk to me about this, bro. What was the feeling? The fact that you're going to the to the land where mangas and animes come from, bro. Pokemon, freaking everything, like Dragon Ball, bro. Yeah. Like you get your Naruto, epic, epic. like all anything from Shonen Jump. You get it from there, like yeah. They have so many like different like in the airport. The gift shops. I have like I remember I bought me and my nephew a uh, One Piece like little thing. I need to. I think it's. I think it's in L.A. Actually, dang, it's, it was a to call it. It's a little like little dolls. You know how like they make the little cute little yeah, dolls yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, it was I got him some, and then uh, it was a Zoro from One Piece. I got it for my nephew. Oh, you got Zoro. Yeah, because so, actually I got Zoro. Sorry, and then you got uh, Luffy too. Yeah, Luffy was I gave it to uh, my nephew. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe I got both. No, no, I definitely got Zoro. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So yeah, yeah, I met. Felix, it was at a club and I forgot the name of the club. It was in Tokyo. And I remember like it was Pooh Bear was there. They were like, oh, happy birthday, Pooh Bear. And then like you just see Skrillex walking in. Mm. It's kind of you just see his because he's like short as heck too. <laughs> I forgot how short he was. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. But yeah, I, I met him there and you know, it was crazy. Like it was crazy to meet him, meet Skrillex in Japan, like out of all places in the world. Like this is where I'm meeting this guy. Like yeah. it, was, it was epic. No, but he's super cool. Um Definitely want to work with him eventually. One of these days. I mean, somehow. why not? Why not? I mean, wasn't he working on the Bieber album? Didn't he work yeah, there with yeah, Virtual he, Riot? Yeah, he did. I think him and Virtual Riot did the chords on too much, I think. And then mm. he also produced somebody um, with Harv as well. I think that was the only two. But yeah, it was, it was crazy, dude. Like, like his drums. Like, I remember always hearing like unreleased stuff like with Pooh Bear and stuff. Like yeah. he would play it. And I'd be like, damn, I need to get better. <laughs> <laughs> and then Loki, like that, that like he definitely like just raised the bar like for my drums too. Like, right. I, like I'm a really big fan of his drums mm. and like his bass, obviously. Mm. And like hearing all that, like before anybody like has ever heard this is like crazy. So I'm like, oh wow. I get like the insider, like now I know like what I need to do to kind of like uh, kind of know what I need to do to get to this level. Yeah. Like, you know, since I'm exposed to it now. So I don't know. Shout out to Skrillex for raising my Shout out the, to Squirrel. standards yeah. in my production. <laughs> Always. So hold on. Did did you do anything in Japan when you got there or it was just more straight to, to see Pooper and that's it? Um, no, it was just really, we were just chilled and um, he had, Pooper had a, it was like this Tour. It was like a tour kind of thing. Mm. So they're kind of showing us around like Tokyo and we went to this, went to a couple of places. Do you remember the, the Kill Bill scene? Have you seen Kill Bill? Yeah. Okay. Bro, come on. Kill Bill. So like, you know, when they're fighting in that one place and there's like blood everywhere. Yeah. It's actually a restaurant. And we were there, we were eating like, and I, I'll send you a picture of it. It's That's the actual restaurant for the it's Kill Bill? It's an actual scene? restaurant. Yeah. Like, so I, we're on the second floor. You know how I was like. Yeah. It has like floor. two floors. Yeah. Yeah. So. The, the place that we were eating at was on the third floor. There's actually another floor on top of it, but you, you can't see it from the inside. Um, You'd like go around or whatever. And mm. then we came down and then we took a right and we were like, and then the guy was telling us, oh, this is where they did Kill Bill, like right here. And I was like, oh, wow. It looks like, like it's crazy. Like, and then you just see people downstairs. They're just like, you know, eating. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? And then where else did we go? We went to the, I forgot what it was called. It's like the Thousand One Soldiers. Uh, it's in Kyoto. 
Kyoto, where uh, Kenshin and Makoto Shishio battle. I think that's I think that's what it was called. Yeah, the, yeah, Kenshin is what it's called. For for people who don't know what I just said, uh, it's a Rurouni Kenshin reference yes, from the anime so show. So, uh, <laughs> wait, what what'd you say? Because it's called Sanju Sangendo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I'm probably butchering it. I'm not gonna even bother either. But I like, just know that Kyoto was the place where Kenshin and Shishio took their final stand. Oh. I mean, I've, do you oh. remember the series or no? Wait. We wrote Kenshin, wait, wait. the show? The anime no. series? I don't think I've seen this one. Bro, I've been, I've been catching up over here. I'm like on Death Note right now. I need to watch Black Clover. I need to watch so many. I was actually going to ask you, like, where are you? Tale. Where are you in the anime world? Like, what have you caught up or what haven't you watched in a while? One Piece has taken a lot of my life. <laughs> like life span <laughs> with 940 Fucking episodes hey, that I'm on. Bro. I think I'm like 950 something. So yeah, my nephew got me onto it. And then I was like, it, was, it took me a minute. He, he was like, bro, just like give time. I'm like, oh my God. Like, and just knowing that it has so many episodes, I'm like, oh, it's like embarking on this like journey. <laughs> oh, bro. It's like once you, once you start, it's amazing. I love it. I see bits and pieces around there, you know, like it, I, it gets. It gets crazy. No, it gets crazy. I know. It's just like, golly, like if I if I would have if I would have started. No, I I remember when I started watching One Piece back then, but I I gave up because I at one point I was just bored. I was like, yeah, and I just kept on with Naruto and kept on with Bleach and Naruto Shippuden. Yeah, yeah. Like I I heard they're doing a new Bleach. The last season this year, this year the the thousand arc, the thousand year war arc. This is like the. Like they did with Fairy Tale, the final season. This is gonna be their final season too. Like this is how wow. they're gonna show how Bleach ended in the manga because I read the manga too. Oh, I didn't read it. No, 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 no. Like so, have but you already watched Bleach before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Oh, so you already caught up with Bleach? Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to rewatch it though because I, I just love that show too. I love that show. My like, favorite voice actor, it. Johnny Yambash. Ichi, that's Ichigo Kurosaki's voice actor. I made, <laughs> I met him, bro. I got a really? picture of it. I have, to, I have to send you the picture, though. I oh yeah, wait a minute. I remember it. Um, it was that one time in which I texted you. It's like, yo, oh, um, the, the anime expo. Yeah, I remember you just tell me about that. Yeah, Dang, I was telling I you, it's like, yo, you want to swim by? Let's go. This guy's coming over. Dang, I think I was doing something. I would have definitely went. Yeah, I probably was doing. I don't know, maybe going to LA or something. Some. Something I know you were busy, but it was at that expo which um Steve Bloom, who who does the voice of Tom from Tsunami, like Cowboy Bebop, Spike, Samurai Champloom, Orochimaru, that same yeah. act, voice actor was there. Tommy from the Green Ranger, the original Green wow. Ranger, Johnny John Bush, I mean Ichigo from Ichigo to Nero from Devil May Cry to Lelouch to Sasori. To Sasori. Yeah, to Vash the Stampede from Trigon. But wait, Sasori, that was from uh, Naruto. Naruto. Right? Yeah, Sasori Naruto. of the Red Sand, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. It's funny. I just bought uh got a uh sand oh, the sand really? demon shirt. It, I'll show it to you actually. I have some phone. Oh, sand. It looks oh, epic. Absolutely, bro. I don't know. I don't know if you can see it through here. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see yeah. it. Damn, that looks dope. Just so far. It's like a vintage one. So it's like 2002. Damn, that's crazy. That's I love vintage stuff. <laughs> that's what's up, bro. Do you, yeah. do you do any sort of collections? No, not yet. I feel like I, I'll probably start now. I just mm. like 
from the past like couple of years, I've been just doing, I've just been pouring everything into this music and like, right. how am I going to figure out a way to give myself a foundation with this and like really be able to be okay and not like be sleeping in like mm. studio floors and stuff. So, right, right. Like I remember I, I, when I decided I, like, I was going to do this, like I was working at Adidas Originals at Aventura Mall. And I remember this one day I had like a crazy gut feeling and I just like, I was like, no, I got to get out of here. Like right now, like I need to start going like, you know, time is, you know, precious. I got to like move. And then from there, that's when it kind of went, I just kind of took it. Um, I digress. What was I saying? (laughs) 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 I lost my train of thought. No, no, that that was good. Uh, Let me ask you. So how does your family feel about, about, you know, what you're doing right now? Now they they believe it. They that, believe in it now. So before they before they were uh, against it, or they were like, eh. um, they were eh, for sure. My mom would definitely. She was, uh, you know, a, a believer in it. Because mm. my dad and my dad's side of the family, not so much, mm. uh, and that was kind of heartbreaking. But mm. you just kind of you have to do what's you know what you know is right, right. for your you know that's all it is. You just move from there. I agree, bro. I agree, yeah. bro. It's like all. As long as you got that one supporter, man, hey, man, that's all it takes. Just keep yeah. push through. And, yeah, I mean, obviously, I have friends, too, that, you know, support, too. But, like, you know, when it's, like, family, it's, like, your dad, and he's talking down. Uh, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, dude, you don't, you don't understand. Like, I'm fire. You don't. <laughs> like, I, I'm so fire. But you don't really have to see that. You you're not in this world. You're not. That's that's but, the fame, bro. It's, like, yeah, and parents. Then they just. Our parents are not in in that world that we live. Like they don't understand, you know. Yeah, exactly. they have that old mentality of you know, like work and get paid for it. You know, if Absolutely. you do things for free, then it's not really working. And what are you yeah. doing with your life? And exactly. this is not gonna work. This is not gonna get you. Like like my mom. My mom's very supportive with my career, with my mm-hmm. decisions, with my hobbies, and everything. My dad was more of that safe money. Why are you spending money? Why do you need this? Like, why do you need this? Why do you need that? Like, where's this going to take you? I don't see any investment returning back. Where's the money? You're never going to make it. Like, I don't know if this is going to be the truth. You should take this. You should take this route. Like, yeah, no, it's it's hard, bro. Like, even even when I, you know, it was hard for them to believe that I'm actually DJing at a festival, on a sold out festival in a sense, you know? And when I showed them, like, this is what I do, guys. And they were like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then my dad is like, how much did they pay you? It's like, well, I mean, they didn't pay me this one. They're going to pay me on the next one. It's like, oh, well, then why you should have, you should have taken that. You should get paid a thousand dollars for that because if that's what they want, I'm like, that it doesn't work like opportunities. They just want to see too, you know, it's all show and prove until a certain point. Yeah. Then you start, you know, kind of make a minute later. I agree, man. And that's why I decided to start to, you know, not reset myself or but more like stem back. Like yeah. what is it do I that I really want to do with my life when it comes to the with this industry, you know? Like yep. is it DJing what I want to do? Like DJing at a certain point, I'm like I'm gonna just like I'm tired of DJing, you know, because I see as a as a short term. Producing yeah. music <clears throat> As much as I like it, I saw it as a short term too because like, you know, like how long is this going to take me? Like how far is this going to take me? So I had need to stand back. I was like, what really do I want for with my life? You know? Yeah. Um, Especially last year. Last year was like a lot of like, you know, you could, it made everybody take a breather and really step back and look yeah. 
I, like what do you know, what do I really want? What does my heart really want? Yeah. Like, and because of last online. year, it's what propelled me to get into this show, to this podcast that I'm into. Right. And since then, I've been super happy and super focused, super invested, right. super like in on it. Like, I want this shit to be like the Nets Joe Rogan shit. <laughs> get it, man. That's what I want, bro. And I've never felt this sensation since I started DJing or since started making music, bro. Like, I want hey. my show to be, like, I want to be in the talks in the EDM world. I want to be in the talks in the entertainment industry, you know? Like, yeah. I want people to know, like, I built this from the ground up. I'm going to make this shit the next hardest shit ever. Mark my, my words, bro. Because this is the one that I know I'm going to push the hardest to make it through, bro. Get it, man. Absolutely. Proud of you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I'm proud yeah. of you as well. Like, congratulations on <laughs> having the number one song in the fucking world. That that's <laughs> that's the, a bigger accomplishment than what I'm doing right now. Nah, so. bitch. <laughs> <look at> that. <laughs> take like a like a piece of it. Like you take a, like a plaque or something. Don't they oh, yeah, give I'm, you that stuff? I'm, yeah, for sure. I, that'll come later. I, I don't make music for all these things, but like hmm. like I said, I'll take them. Like forgiving them. <laughs> That's what's like up, it, it's, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool. It, it's just more, uh, you know, it's more inspiration to work on more like just cool stuff, more new music. You know, work with more people, more amazing talent. Yeah, bro, just push it through. So, are you yeah. are you thinking of staying in LA, like living in there, or are you thinking of living here and continuing oh. with your music? Like, what's the plans? Yeah, I definitely want to have a place in LA still because I'm always there and like working and stuff. So. I'm thinking of just probably having a little spot there just to crash or whatever. And then I could just run around the studios and then have a place here, like mm. somewhere in Florida, South mm. Florida. Mm. So I could just like have a place here because I, I love Florida. Florida is my, home, my hometown. Shout out. Yeah. Florida's Shout out the Florida. Gym, you know, yes, sir. Now, let me ask you. Nine five four. Um, well, I'm seven eight seven. Nine five four three zero five seven eight six seven five four. All those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seven eight seven from Puerto Rico, so like oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 with that. Wait, bro. is seven eight six? Is that somewhere here? Or is yeah, no, seven eight six is okay. somewhere here in Florida okay, too, okay. which is <laughs> coincidence. It's like, oh, okay, seven eight seven Florida in Puerto Rico. It's like, yeah, it's like one we number off. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. made it. Yes, we're almost there. <laughs> Let me ask you like a few more questions that so we can wrap this up, man. Bye. Now, something that I did ask. Nitty and a bunch of other producers on, mm. on this question. And it's a very easy one, you know. You know, there's this term called writer's block. I'm pretty sure you've heard about this, you know. Absolutely. Now, when you get when you get that sensation of writer's block, do, do you should you go out and do other shit or participate in hobbies or party or hang out with your friends or whatnot? Or should you stay and produce and work throughout the writer's block? Or you don't believe in writer's block. What's your take on it? I feel like at one point I did believe in it. And it, it, I feel like at the end of the day, it's, it's a mental like thing that mm. just, uh, like, I feel like whoever made up like that term writer's block, like it, it just kind of stuck with people. And then it just kind of passed down to like different people. I don't mm. know. Like, it's just, it's just something that you kind of decide, like, it, like you could just decide to get out of it. Like right now you could just, I don't know, maybe get some new drums or something. You could do like mm -hmm. different things like to to re-inspire you, you know, get that fire going again. Just getting maybe a new plug in or or 
or yeah, just play some PlayStation. Sometimes you just want to take a little break. Like, like if you're really like just like burnt out from like working, yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with like going outside and jumping rope for a little bit mm. and like listen to other music that you don't listen to or something. I don't know. I kind of, I feel like now that I'm like hanging out with like Pooh Bear so much and like working with him, mm. like he doesn't believe in writer's block at all. Like mm. he doesn't believe in it at all. So now I feel like it's kind of, it's rubbing off on me. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. I don't think it does <laughs> like exist. It's just something that. An excuse you that you give and yourself. Yeah, exactly. An excuse that you give yourself. And then mm. you just like, oh, I'm going to you know, do other things instead of, you know, work. <laughs> I, I have something against the term writer's block sometimes because I do agree yeah. with some of the explanations that every artist gives me sometimes about writer's brain block. Fog. Huh? Yeah. Sometimes you can get like, you know, some fog. Sure. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like writer's block is just another excuse to say that you're just lazy of not to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Because you could do different things. So you don't have to do, you could do something productive, but like, mm -hmm. you know, just switch it up. You don't have to, don't have to do the same thing. Something that I've recently I, I noticed that how I know that, oh, do I have writer's block, quote unquote, you know, is that I was forcing myself to do a song a dubstep son and I was just not feeling that and all of a sudden I got inspired by by the mid set mid set that I have on my SoundCloud and I listened to the songs yeah. and I was like man I wish I could do that and all of a sudden in two days I did a house track with a with a trap drop there you go and that was very inspiring for me because that was like holy shit like again I, I'm the type of person that when I get inspired it only take me like a day or two to make a song and that's it yeah and then I And then the rest of the month, it's just me mixing it, filling up the details, working yeah. it out, making sure the loot sounds dope. It sounds good until, yep. you know, like, okay, I can, I'm ready to release this, you know? You live with it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I say like, I cannot make a dubstep song, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't into it. So I decided to do something, a house, a house and yeah. I got super inspired. It's like, dope. I want to do this now too. This is awesome. Cool. Exactly. That's it. That's all it is. It's sometimes you just got to change up your routine or genre or switch it up, man. That's switch all. Make it up. music in a, at the, I don't know, not at the beach because your laptop will get really hot. I tried that one time. No, laptop just gets really hot, especially here in Florida. <laughs> I was like, hey, I want to make beats at the beach. And I did. It was, yeah, I mean, it was cool for like the, the first like five minutes. Yeah. And then, was, <laughs> and then you're like hot and your computer's hot. Like they gotta figure out a way, like like we could like just make music everywhere. Um, that you know, even if it's hot or not, like that. Would, I mean, be it's cool. it's it's a cool thing to do. It's like, oh yeah, I'm in the beach. You water. just like draw like inspiration, like yeah, just, you know, all these things. Just Five minutes later, your your labs are on fire. Yeah, you can't even like load up one serum or something. Oh wow, that's horrible when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to do that. Um, before I had my little room set up and the speakers, the monitors, mm -hmm. I used to like produce outside of my balcony of my my apartment, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, it's right. You've seen it. You've seen it. You know, oh, I gotta, yeah. In the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the balcony. So I just go out there. Chill That's out. Fire, yeah. It's fire until at a certain point when it's in the middle of the sun and you're sweating. And you're oh, like, yeah, yeah. No. Like uh, at no, nighttime, no. maybe. Maybe at nighttime, like in the fall. Maybe. Yeah. Like So that way it keeps the computer a little cool. Yeah. And you're like comfortable too. Yeah, basically. Or like yeah. in December, probably December, January. That's when it gets like nice in Florida. I feel like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's the best time, you know. Yep. Best time of the year, you know, not the summer. Yeah. Let me ask you this: in this concept, do you believe that sound designing 
Is it a luxury or a necessity for a producer? I don't think it's a necessity. I mean, I think it's a it's another uh, tool in the toolbox. Mm. Like if you you know once you you know you can get your hands around your head around it. Like now, I feel like last year I definitely learned a lot more in like serum and stuff, and just like how to make just like basic mm. things and like you know subs and, and FM and all these different things. Just like just to know, I was like, oh, like it was really interesting to me because it was just like all these frequencies and then. You know, when you have like a, a oscilloscope or whatever, like yeah. open and you kind of just seeing how the waveform just gets manipulated by all these like different knobs. Right, stuff. right, right. I was like, I was like, well, this is crazy. And then, um, yeah, no, I, I don't think you, you don't need to know all that, like sound designing and stuff. It's just cool to know. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's, like I said, it's another toolbox. It's interesting because many of the artists that comes here, they, they all give me different stories. Most, the majority of the base artists they all tell me the same thing that it, it is a necessity like ricky yeah. told me it's a necessity chavalo shout out to our boy chavalo yeah he's, he's it's a necessity another um, base producer from la my boy shoku shout out to him as well uh, they believe that it, it's a necessity but obviously because they feel as a as a base producer mm. most of the base genre songs they're oh, all you gotta make some crazy Yeah, they're all heavy sound design inspired. And, you know, you need to make some gnarly stuff for you to stand out from different others. Obviously, yeah, for people like Lucho, shout out to him and Mikey Bayarinichi, another boy, another Miami boy here. Shout out to him. They said the opposite. They said it's not a necessity. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a luxury or sense because, you know, they can just grab a sample from Splice and, you know, if it sounds dope, then, you know, Why not? You yeah, know? Why not? Sure. Like I, I'm a little on both. Like I don't know. I just yours is it's actually I'm intrigued because you your answer is more of the both side of the story. You know, you don't yeah. find it as a it's a necessity, but at the same time you don't you don't drop it as if like I'm not gonna drop this. I'm like I, yeah, I actually no. I can use this. Like you say, For it's sure. a toolbox, which is yeah. interesting how you explain it. You know. Yeah, man. No, that's cool because then sometimes. That's another thing you could do if you have like some sort of, you know, writer's block or whatever. Right. You could just sit there and just make some weird sounds. And then that could, like, I definitely did that. And I made, I remember I made this crazy, like, house thing. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's a crazy, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, jungle kind of like Indian thing. Ooh. It's crazy. Uh, you'll see. I need to definitely fix the intro, but I'll, I'll, the drop is crazy. That's, that's my thought on that. That's dope, man. That's dope, man. We got three more questions. We can wrap this up, brother. Boom. All right. Let's do it. So first one, what has been up to now your greatest accomplishment? Could be music related. It could be general related. It could be both overall. I guess right now, musically, Peaches probably is my, you know, first number one hey. as, a, as a producer. Like, it's crazy. Plus, you got to put some crowd like claps in the back. Up. Or do the, the golf clap. Like <laughs> Before we leave, Tell me, what are you currently doing and what are you hoping to accomplish right now? Currently sitting down on a chair. Sweet. <laughs> nah, um, I'm working on a bunch of stuff, man. A lot of music with a lot of dope artists from out here in Florida, LA, um, working on my own stuff, trying to get better, you know, just trying to get better, period. You know, okay. uh, just doing cool drops. I want my drops just, you know, you'll hear them now. I'll yeah, show you yeah. like the stuff, the new stuff, but always trying to get better um when the second question was uh what do i what do you hope to accomplish? to accomplish yeah um definitely a skrillex collab 
Uh, <laughs> put it out actually, there. Put it out there. Let's I go. I collaborate with a lot of people. Honestly, like Valentino, Skrillex, Eptic. Mm. Uh, Eptic? Yeah, I love Eptic's sound. It's crazy. Bro, if you work with Eptic, can can you let him know that I had sis? <laughs> just, you know, I just think. like slide into the DMs. It's like, hey. Check it yeah, out. for sure. Now I got the check. Now I'm like, <laughs> now, now I'm somebody. <laughs> I got a blue check. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, just like a lot of different artists. Porter, I want to work with Porter too. He's so cool. That's dope, Freaking bro. Epic. And like, yeah, I have like a whole list of like who I want to work with, like artists, producers. Mm. Like, it's on my phone. So I'm just like checking them off as I go. Yeah, I don't know. Just make amazing music and just have fun. Live life. That's dope, bro. That's dope. One question and we're wrapping this up right now. Let's Here's the it. thing. You know what? Let's make this very interesting. Let's just say Skrillitz says, hey, I got a spaceship right now and I'm taking you with me to that spaceship because you're dope and you're talented, man. And we're going to work on millions of music, you know? However, you can't get out of the spaceship for, for quite some time because we need to make the dopest songs, right? Okay. But he tells you before you leave, here's a piece of paper, write free advice that you will give to someone to whoever wants to start with something in their careers what are those free advice that you will give to that person to, to an upcoming yeah so i'm not uh, three different advice so one would be learn how to you know uh, for me for me personally it was like learning how to network and put myself out there because mm. i was really shy like growing up and stuff so right i would you know i would put myself out there and just like you know i don't know go to shows or go to like, I used to go to producer showcases and stuff just to see, you know, who was around and who was like doing what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like I, right. and maybe I could like learn from them. We could like work or whatever. And then the second, I guess, obviously we go to collaboration, like collaborate with everybody. I don't know. Well, not everybody, just like, you know, your friends, you can start with your friends first. Right. And then you kind of like little by little, just like make your way out. And so like whoever, you know, you just, you think is cool like you listen to someone's song you just hit them up like reach out like you know it'd be like and i guess the the third one would be like just take initiative mm. yeah like just you know make the first move like don't expect things to happen like you just take that like that that leap of faith you know what i mean just like just go be a go-getter that's very dope that's very dope i agree with everything that you just said right now those are very good Let's advices go. to go so shendo thank you very much for coming into my show man you have no idea how much it means for you to be in my show it's an honor and privilege to have you man oh uh, bro and i'm super proud of you bro congratulations on, on the success of peaches bro this is just one of many guarantee bro warming up just warming up that's basically what it is. Before we leave, bro, plug yourself out. Tell the whole world what to expect next and and put out your social medias, bro. What is it that people social should expect medias. from you? Man, music. <laughs> and all right. maybe cool pictures from, you know, all kinds of different places in the world because I, I definitely want to travel more mm. probably next year. I'll do some more travel, especially like since things are looking a little better now. Yeah. Thank God. But yeah, no, I'm putting out, I have a single with Pooh Bear coming out. It should be coming out soon. Oof. So that's going to be fun. Um, it's a special song. And um, yeah, my socials are just SH for Instagram and Twitter is SH at SHNDO with four O's. So O-O-O-O. Oh. Shindo. Shindo. That's what's yeah. up, bro. Well, thank you very much, Shindo, for coming in, my brother. 
And yeah. thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and of course, yeah. the YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com. Comment down below. Share your thoughts. Let me hear your experiences. If you guys got a certain topic that you want me to cover or you want Jinder to talk about as well, please let us know in the comments down below. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys at the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.